It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Panache and Ravaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Call 702-560-5520. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. And by Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Ah, uh, KT, Throwback Thursday, PSR Law Studios here in Vegas, Panache, Ravaputi, the best in personal injury, long time in SoCal, year number five here in the Vegas Valley. That's right, strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice is PSR Law, over $5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last five years for their clients. You may not need them now, but you may need them in the future. So for the best in personal injury, jot the number down. You got that 702 down for Vegas. 560-5520-560-5520-560-5520. PSR Law, Panache, Rabaputi, Brian Panache, senior partner, good friend, graduate of Fresno State, and their hardwood team is hurting big time as far as on the men's side. Justin Hudson can't find an answer, and they are struggling in the Mountain West. We will get to Mountain West basketball. Going to get to a lot of college basketball tonight and a lot of other different sports. Uh, we'll talk some NFL, some Raiders, because i got a good buddy, Amal Shah, is going to stop in studio so he'll be here in about 15, 20 minutes. Looking forward to that. Haven't seen him in a while and uh, always enjoy him all. One of the sharpest minds in all of sport. And I love that. He's like Noah Parker as far as he loves the tennis, the soccer, the different things like that. You know, so he's on top of all these other sports that here in America, we kind of, yeah, we get up for the majors and whatnot. But that's what I love about Noah Parker. I can always count on him for the Australian Open, staying up late. Doesn't matter the time difference. Going to stay up late. Amal Shah is one of those guys. He's also a pretty good poker player. And, of course, my producer, Mark Hoke, did a poker show for a long time. And uh, Mark, a pretty good poker player. So I've heard from Mark Hoke. So I'll have to find out if he can indeed uh, take some coin from KT. Uh, Of course, we'll have to be just using chips. Won't be using real money because I'll find out he is really good. And then KT will be on the short end of another L, another loss. But hoping to get some good college basketball stuff going. Last night, pretty good, 11-4. and And, uh, you know, kind of went back to what I knew could happen. And, uh, again, a lot of these teams that lose on their home court as favorites come back, go to the other venue, not only cover that spread, they win outright. So we've seen that a bunch. And uh, last night came to play in several of the games. A lot of revenge games last night also came up big. And uh, so we will see. And there's some good games going on. And we're going to get to UNLV, both the men and women. They'll be part of the starting five. Starting five, you don't know what that is. That's how we start each and every show here. Monday through Friday. So we come at you 6 to 8 p.m. So if you're new in the Vegas Valley, we start off, we hit the headlines, the starting five. And then KT will usually have an interview or two throughout the show. A lot of good, solid experts in all the different sports. And when I can bring somebody like Amal Shah into, into studio, kind of makes it easy on me and also on Mark Hoke. Doesn't have to use the PSR Law Hotline. We're just able to kind of kick it here and uh, get things rolling. So without further ado, let's get it rolling. Now, the starting five, number one. All right, let's go right to the hardwood. I was impressed last night listening to John Sandler calling UNLV men's basketball. You know why? Because old John Sandler was relaxed. He was not whining about officiating. He was kind of kicking it. 
You know why? Because the Revs did what they needed to do. Kevin Kruger got them ready. They'd won five in a row. Then they lose that heartbreaker on Saturday at Thompson Mac to Reno. And that's not easy, 69-66. So now you have to refocus for the last place team, a team in the Mountain West that only has one victory. However, that one victory, 90-58 to at Thomas and Mac against UNLV. Those guys were waiting, uh, wanting to take care of business in a big way. But you got to be careful because Air Force, one of those teams that if you go too hard at them, they're going to hit you with those backdoor cuts and all that stuff. And if they start knocking down threes early, you can be in trouble. But not the case last night. Rebs got off to a good start, led it 37-24 at intermission. And then second half, the defense really stifling. Outscored Air Force 35-19. They route the Falcons 72-43 at the Clune over in Colorado Springs. It has been a nightmare for UNLV over the last couple decades to go there. But they did take care of business, and that is a big win. I know it's against the lowly Falcons, but again, you could ill afford to get swept by the last place team. More importantly, you're still only one game back in the loss column to Utah State, team that's on top. So that is huge right there. We'll keep an eye on how things pan out. But UNLV back in action on Saturday right here at Thomas and Mack against Colorado State, who lost a heartbreaker in Albuquerque at the pit, 68-66. So they're going to be smarting. Should be a fun game. Tip-off at 5 o'clock, Thomas and Mack, Saturday. Number two. And we go right to the ladies' side of things. How about 36 out of 37? Might be 37 out of 38 in the Mountain West. I start losing count. Lindy LaRock, what a coach she is. She is phenomenal. Now, last night, I knew it was going to be a tough venue. Wyoming, the Cowgirls at home in Laramie. And this game went OT. UNLV, Lady Rebs trailed it by a deuce at the half. And then they fell down by six after three quarters. Outscored the... uh, Cowgirls in the fourth quarter, 18-12, to 12, and then they win it 63-60, to 10-7 in the extra session. So one of those games, you knew it's going to be nip and tuck, but they took care of business. Desiree Young, again, leading the way in scoring 15 points, had nine boards, three steals, but she did have five turnovers. I know Coach LaRocco will get her to cut down there. Meanwhile, Kiara Thompson, or Kiara, Kiara Thompson, my daughter, I want to put her in the lineup. Kiara Jackson taking care of business with... Uh, Nine points and also had six rebounds, an assist, and two steals. Only had one turnover, which was nice. But really, Kimson came off the bench, and she was big time. 16 points and much needed. Lady Rebs knock off the Cowgirls 63-60. to They're back in action. They're now sitting at 23-2, 13-1 in the Mountain West. Remember last year, they went 18-0 in the Mountain West. That's just unbelievable how this team just continues to win under head coach Lindy LaRock. But the uh, Lady Rebs back in action Saturday, 6.30 start up in Reno against the uh, Lady Wolfpack. So we'll keep an eye there. But way to go, Lindy. Coach Will Rock taking care of business. Lady Rebs, another W in the Mountain West. Number three. There's a couple different things pertaining to college football. And I'm always a big college football guy, so we'll get into it. Uh, We're already happy with the 12-team playoff format for next year. Why? (laughs) Because the four-teamer was driving us crazy, right? But... You know, are we ever going to be happy? Well, right now, the CFP officials are discussing a chance to expand to a 14-team playoff in 2026. So we only have the four power conferences now with the Pac-12 on life support with just Oregon State and Washington State. Will they ever re- you know, reappear? We don't know, but I'm not putting my chips in there as far as that goes. But uh, we'll wait and see. 14-team, I'll get a Moss take on that, but that is one thing in college football. The other thing... 
Steve Sarkeesian, I remember him at Southern Cal, and of course had the drinking problem when he went up to Seattle, Washington. Then he went over there and uh, was the offense coordinator for Saban. That seemed to really get him back on track. He parlayed that into an opportunity there in Austin for the Texas Longhorns. And he took care of business. He beat his old boss, Saban, in Tuscaloosa and then got him all the way to the college football playoff. Now, I know a lot of folks there in Austin thought for sure they would take care of business against Washington. Didn't do so. But at the end of the day, Sarkeesian is now in that rare $10 million man status. That's right. University of Texas System Board of Regents on Thursday, today, approved a raise in contract extension through 2030 for Sark. Yes, he will be the Longhorns coach for that long, $10.3 million a year. My goodness, it's almost what my producer Mark Hope makes. That's only because Sanchez plays him really well. KT, you know, trying to pick up the pieces, but uh, at the end of the day, Hope, he's a free agent at the end of the season. We're hoping we can hold on to him. Number four. And we jump to the NFL. How about the Chiefs signing Matt Areza? You remember that name? Yeah, the Buffalo Bills had Matt Areza, but of course, the old lawsuit came into play. It looked like yeah, things were not good for Matt Areza when he uh, potentially was facing a lawsuit alleging the rape of a 17-year-old girl. That was back in 2021, but all of that came to be for naught. Uh, Areza was not found guilty at all. In fact, charges were dropped and uh, did not know if he was going to sign last year in the NFL. The Jets had actually brought him in for a workout in May. He played, of course, his college ball at San Diego State and really and kicked the heck out of the ball and was the leader uh, when he left San Diego State his senior year there in college as far as net punt average. And uh, now he will get a shot there for the Kansas City Chiefs. The reason being, you know the Chiefs have a heck of a punter and the Raiders know all about Tommy Townsend because he's on this Raider roster. But Tommy Townsend, Chiefs punter, the last four seasons, he's scheduled for unrestricted free agency next month. And that could cost KC a pretty penny, so they've got to juggle the finances, salary cap, all that good stuff. So Areza could be the old ace in the hole. Number five. And number five for a play-by-play guy, and I miss doing play-by-play. I really enjoyed college hoops play-by-play, but one of the best in college football for a long time for Alabama. That's right. They're going another route. Eli Gold. He's been there for 35 years calling Crimson Tide football. I mean, doing an incredible job. Seven national championship games, 11 Southeastern Conference championships, and 35 bowl games. Isn't that unbelievable? 35 years, 35 bowl games. Eli Gold. I mean, you just associate that voice with Alabama football. But they're going to go another route, and Chris Stewart will replace Gold. Now, Gold is 70. He said he wasn't retiring. In fact, he'll look for another play-by-play job. Last year, Stewart had to step in for him when he was going through some different medical deals that he had to work on as far as some cancer but made it back for this season but right now he's being replaced at age 70 come on i thought age 70 is the uh it's the new 60 right or whatever something like that and eli gold you listen to him you don't know how old the guy is right he still sounds great still one of the best as far as timing and just does an outstanding job but you're gonna hear him somewhere else you know what would be cool i know it's not gonna happen but i'd love if auburn would hire him no just fun there Having a little bit of fun. And as they look at the starting five, KT here, PSAR Law Studios. And again, Amal Shaw will join me next segment. And i uh, got some pretty good college basketball games going. And then there's some games at the top of the hour and a little bit later as well. So Amal and I will actually look at some of those games and uh, see if we can't give you a winner or two.
Uh, the association rolling right now. Two games left, and we'll get to those as well. Lakers in San Fran to take on the Warriors. Warriors minus 6, 242. Spurs in Sacktown to take on the Kings. Kings minus 10 and a half, 242 as well. So both totals, 242. Again, you know, put that uh, in perspective to that NBA All-Star game. Unbelievable, right? It's just incredible. 211 for the winning team, 397 points. Gosh, with the over-under, next year's All-Star game. Hey, uh, yeah, it's a 378. I mean, incredible. Nets, of course, uh, getting rid of Jacques Vaughn. Kevin Ollie not having any fun north of the border. Raptors, 110-81, 406 to go in Toronto, routing the Nets in a pick game. Gosh, why didn't I see this coming? Why can't I have a game like that? I, Amal probably has that. He didn't give it to me, but I'm sure he has it. 107-97, Magic lead at Cleveland. Little surprise there. Cavs a five-point home favorite, 214 and a half. That Cavs team, number two in the Eastern Conference right now, playing pretty good ball. And now it's 107-101 with 313 to go. 129-115, Pacers lead the Pistons. That game's about over. They're laying 12. There's 10 seconds left, so I'll keep you uh, on top of that in case you have money on Indiana or Detroit there. Only Chris Wynn would have money on Detroit, but uh, they are plus 12. Total is 247, and right now hitting sitting at 244, so not even over yet. Knicks taking out the Sixers. I like that score. Boy, there's a good one there for my producer, Mark Hoke, the Sixers guy. Yeah, and he's uh, sending me that uh, sign language again through the through the window there. I see that. Yeah, I am number one. That's right. Sixers, one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Knicks. Knicks up by 15 big ones, 107-92, 251 left in the fourth quarter. That'll give us a little more uh, breathing room against those little Sixers. I know there's no Embiid, but, hey, Knicks are missing half their team anyway. Mavs, 93-83, they lead Phoenix. They're laying two in Big D. 239 still to go in the third quarter there. At the half, down in the bayou, Pelicans, 63-50, lead the Rockets, laying 6.5, 227.5 total there. And how about the Bulls in the Windy City? Third quarter just underway. Half minute into that third quarter, and Chicago leads Boston, 62-59. to Remember, these are the first games back after the All-Star break. 66-63, OKC leading the Clippers. Good matchup there, 9.55 to go third quarter. Jazz just underway at home in Salt Lake, 9-3. Quick out of the gate over the Hornets and 15-9 Nuggets. Defending champs lead the Wizards, 7.05 to go first quarter mile high city. Meanwhile, on the ice, remember, VGK. In action, taking on Toronto at the Fortress. They've dropped three home games in a row. Not good, but Aiden Hill should be between the pipes. Martin Jones, I believe, it's not confirmed yet, but should be in between the pipes for the Leafs. Last night, Austin Matthews, two more goals for Toronto. That's nine in his last four games. They uh, end up winning against Arizona, 6-3, to three, the final there. But again, we'll keep an eye on VGK. Need to get a win there. And I'll try and get an update on Mark Stone. I don't think he's playing tonight, but I'll make sure on that one. Meanwhile, college basketball, games that are going right now, second half. Here's what we have. South Alabama, 43-31 lead at Hattiesburg against Southern Myth, 15-51 to go. Grand Canyon, Andy Isco's pick, not looking too good, 42-28. Antelope's lead, 15-55 to go, second half at Tarleton State. They're laying five, so we'll keep an eye on that. Still plenty of time to go. Gillespie can light a fire under these guys, get them going. UMKC going for the sweep there in the summit against South Dakota, leading the Coyotes 48-35 on the road. Ohio State pulled within two, 34-32 at Minnesota, but then the Golden Gophers ran off the last six of the first half and now lead it by 11, 53-42, 15-02 to go in Minnesota, laying three. Minnesota, 139 is your total. Georgia Southern, 37-28 lead Texas State. Second half just underway there, 54-44. Wolverines. 
Michigan's, no, not Michigan, Utah Valley State, leading UT Rio Grande Valley by 10 with 10-14 to go up there in Utah. 57-52 UTA, Texas Arlington now up on top of Southern Utah. They were down eight in the first half, so the Mavericks coming back now, lead it by five, laying 10.5 in that game, 154.5 your total. All Jackrabbits up by 19 on Denver, 62-43, 16-21 to go second half. Northern Colorado in Greeley, lead Idaho, 61-48 over the Vandals, laying 10.5 in that one still, 954. Left in the second half, Eastern Wash up on top of Northern Arizona in Flagstaff. 12 minutes to go. Uh, Lumberjacks on the short end of a 52-48 score right now. Eastern Wash, of course, first place there in the uh, big sky. 41-34, North Dakota State has things uh, in hand right now. 9.21 to go. They lead St. Thomas, so uh, the hoaxer is Alma Mata trying to take care of business. The Bison on their home court. Meanwhile, Abilene Christian up by 7 on Cal Baptist, laying 3 at home. They were up 12, now up 7. 135 was your total, 11.58 to go in the second half. Tied at 41, 17 minutes to go. It is Oral Roberts at Nebraska-Omaha, 32-30 at the half. UL Monroe leads UL Lafayette. Little battle there in the Raging Cajuns, laying 6.5 on the road. Down two to the Warhawks at halftime. Tennessee Martin leads Lindenwood 47-40 at the half, 72-46. All Little Rock over Southeast Missouri State. My goodness, Trojans laying seven in that one, up by 26 big ones. Moorhead State up 14-5 over the Leathernecks of Western Illinois out of the gate nine minutes in. Tied at 29 Eastern Illinois at Tennessee State. First half, SIU Edwardsville up by two at Tennessee Tech, 17-15, eight minutes in. Arkansas State Red Wolves 10-6 out of the gate five minutes in over Troy, 23-10 Gonzaga. Jumping on Portland early, 10-10 to go first half there at Portland. Sam Houston State in Las Cruces leading New Mexico State, 19-9 out of the gate. Eight minutes in there. Michigan, the other Wolverines, 16-5 in Evanston. They are up 11 on Northwestern. Wow. Surprise there, seven and a half minutes in. We'll see if that score doesn't change. Montana State, 17-16 lead Portland State. Sac State, 15-11 at Missoula against Montana. Up four out of the gate, and La Tech leads at UTEP, 16-14, 8-51 to go. Low-scoring first half, 12-7. Washington in Tempe, up on top of Bobby Hurley and the Devils. That is uh, six minutes in there. And a bunch of other games that I'm going to get to them all, get with them all show on. Uh, a lot of West Coast games. So we'll see if we can't get you a player, too. We'll do all of that when we come back. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM Don. We stream live on that worldwide Odyssey app. Remember, you miss any part of the show? Odyssey app has that rewind feature. Just go back, search Ken Thompson SportsX Radio. Boom, put it right in there. Going to play right back in its entirety. Same thing with the Mark Hoke Show. The best in professional wrestling, my producer, he is unreal. Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. It is the best professional wrestling show out there. So give it a tune in. If you miss it, then just go back and uh, use that rewind feature as well on the Odyssey app. 101.5 FM Don here in Vegas. It is Ken Thompson. You're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back on a Throwback Thursday. That's right. It's Throwback Thursday. Throwing it back. Mark Hoke's been in the hits here on a Thursday night. KT grabbing the door for his good pal, Amal Shaw, one of the best in all of sports. I mean, I just love this guy. He's just outstanding. Uh, I don't know if there's any sport that I follow that he doesn't follow. He's uh, he's on top of most of this stuff year-round. 
And like I said, he's an aficionado as far as tennis, men's and ladies, loves that. Amal, what about the soccer? What about the, like, uh, Champions League soccer? Of course. Are you kidding me? Okay, I thought so. I, my, you know, it's funny. I just had a conversation with somebody two days ago, and we were talking about the make, best. Yeah, and make sure on these mics, you got to kind of project in. Yeah, there you go. I was saying, who's the best four coaches in the world? And I said, you know, I love Malone with the Nuggets. But to me, John Cooper's the best coach in North America, Tampa Bay Lightning, but the best two coaches in the world, Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool and Pep Guardiola. There you go. That is good stuff right there. Champions League, going to be a lot of fun. What about Arsenal? Didn't even get a shot on goal the other day. Hey, listen, our Tedis team better show up. they got an opportunity to win the league. It's been a minute. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I enjoy. I enjoy the English Premier League. Uh, I try to get up early sometimes and watch, but sometimes I don't. But I miss it. I mean, if I have a chance, though, to watch Champions League, I will kick it and just relax and watch and go back and forth a couple games. And they do it on that Tuesday, Wednesday. So we get them at about noon here in Vegas, which I always enjoy. Uh, give me... Give me the give me two give me three teams and uh, and one of them will win it. Uh, I'm Premier League. I'm going to go with Liverpool. They're a point ahead right now in a game. They're actually four points ahead. They've got a game in. They're one less game, but at the end of the day, I think uh, Klopp's uh, swan song. This team is still playing. Are you well talking? Enough. Are you talking EPL? I'm talking EPL. Okay, yeah. you're talking EPL. But they Champions lead Man League? City by a point, right? Yeah, yeah. They lead Man City. Well, now by four, but Man City will play this weekend. They'll pick up right. the game. But um, in terms yeah, of Champions League, give me Champions. Because Bayern Munich's struggling, right? They're, they're struggling very much. Real Madrid's not the same program. You look at uh, La Liga, nobody's as good as uh, uh, Barcelona. These teams are not as good as they once were. I'm going to go with the most talented team in the world right now, and that's Man City. There you go. What about Porto with that win, though? I mean, is this a defensive-oriented team? I mean, Atletico, we always expect defense. Yeah, absolutely. Atletico, they can provide you the defense, but look, at the end of the day, you're going to have to be able to get on the sheet. And every everybody can defend when chips are down. But to me, when you've got arguably Erling Holland, the best player in the world, it becomes tough to stop. And the old aggregate. So explain yeah. that to the listeners. I tried to explain it to them to where the road goal is more important in the two legs. You'll play a home and home, but that road goal is bigger than the home goal. Yeah, so it takes into account the scoring in both matches, and then it did the road goal gives you more, uh, gives you greater value. So you have to be able to make sure you're not giving up goals at home. There you go. And uh, Porto able to get that 1-0 victory 94 minutes in, four minutes into stoppage time. And got that victory over Arsenal. So uh, we'll see how that next leg goes when they go back to England. My goodness, Arsenal. Not even a shot on goal. Unheard of. But that was a defensive-oriented game there by Porto. Out of Portugal, right? Yes. Yes. FC Porto, yep. There you go. All right. Good stuff. All right. So now College Hoops, we've got some games that I didn't get into only because they're starting a little bit later. So I thought maybe the shot can come up big. we got 10 games that have not tipped off as of yet. Let me jump up to the association real quick. Lakers are at Warriors in San Fran. Warriors minus 6, 242. Amal, do you even touch the games, the first one back from the All-Star break? I do not, but I'll tell you, KT, for me, NBA is very situational spots. You know, you got a team in a double revenge. you got a team playing maybe their fourth game in five nights or something to that effect. I'm looking for an opportunity where you got a team that got embarrassed, give up 140, 150, team that plays better defense than that normally, good opportunity to bounce back, and they'll play better in those spots. I love in-games. You see a team at home, the Clippers, playing poorly. All of a sudden, you know they're going to make a push in that second half. They're going to make a charge. So, for me, I, I really think the best way to bet the NBA is wait on the in-game or just middle 
show both sides. You know, you take a team getting, let's say, the original line's four and a half. All of a sudden, you catch them plus ten and a half in game. Now they take a lead. You go the other way, you take plus three and a half or something, get a 13 and a half point middle. You may not win both, but you got an opportunity where you're only losing the juice or you're going to make both as a winner. There you go. And well, well spoken in game has really helped out a lot of players that do stay on top of it. And you do. You have to follow it. And you're right. You get that lead. And then you have to also feel, all right, you got that lead. You're on the right side. But. Will the other team make a push? And at the end of the game, so you can go to all those stats. And I always love going to the college basketball stats and seeing what was the largest lead for each team. And every now and then you'll see a team with a goose egg there that they never had the lead in the game. But that's rare. Sometimes if it's only two or three, they may have had that lead early in the first couple of minutes and then fell behind and never came back. Spurs are at the Kings in Sacktown. Sacramento minus 10 and a half, 242. Anything? No, I'm going to stay away. Again, look. To me, that's a little bit of a big number. You're going to get a great effort. Everybody's as healthy as they can be outside. You know, LeBron not playing tonight. But the point is you get teams that are fresh off a break. Wembenyama's been playing great. Uh, you know, if you want, if you like the Kings, wait for a better number. If you like the Spurs, at some point the Kings will make a push and you'll get a higher number than 10.5. All right, we'll come back to uh, these college games that are rolling and some games are underway. But here's what we have left. UC San Diego, that's a good Triton team out of La Jolla. What a great can, place! Is that one of your favorite? Is that one of your favorite places, La Jolla? Have you been? I, there's few places better on the planet. Okay, <laughs> I, I figure because you you go back and forth to Cali, and yeah. you always you always had a lady in every port. That was a, <laughs> your dad's listening. He knows. Uh, UC San Diego minus three and a half against UC Riverside. Now, the Tritons only beat UCR by one point in La Jolla. I've called games there at the Student Rec Center, which is still there. I thought yeah. when UC Riverside moved to Division One, they'd get another facility. They didn't. It's a little crackerjack box. They know it. I just have a feeling they're going to take care of business and win the game tonight. But you see San Diego shoots it really well. So three and a half is low if they come out shooting the way they can because they're a better team, no question. Uh, Riverside looking to get two five hundred in the Big West. But you see San Diego also focusing in because the only team ahead of them is UCI, the Anteaters. Oh, there's no question about it. The, this is the team, the Highlanders at home, they're a tough team. But this Tritons team can really shoot the basketball, particularly from the perimeter, KT. Seen them in so many games this year, they can really light it up from the exterior. There you go. Meanwhile, Long Beach State taking on Cal State Bakersfield, laying 11. Dan Monson's team, a little bit too rich for my blood. Cal State Bakersfield has been feisty. They've won a few games. They've hung in some other games on the road. The beach at the Pyramid used to call games for Long Beach as well. And uh, just going to stay away from that one. But I think Long Beach wins, but I don't know if they'll cover double digits. I would agree with you. I'm going to stay away from that one as well. And I'll tell you what, the beach has been a bit inconsistent. You know, you look at them times, you go, okay, Monson's team's going to go be able to go blow somebody out. But when you look at this Big West Conference, it's those two three-point uh, road games where you see a team get bu- dusted. Now you see a 10.5-point game. This one will probably be a one-possession game late. There you go. Cal State Fullerton uh, Titans are at home. Titan Jim called games there, enjoyed it. Uh, taking on my good buddy Dave Deneen's alma mater, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and they are the bottom dwellers there in the Big West. They are horrendous. Fullerton not playing great ball, laying 10.5, 131.5. I'm not going to touch it. Not going to touch it either, but I'll tell you one thing. You look at this Cal Poly team, one of the lowest scoring teams around at 63, 62, 63 points per game. They can't shoot the ball, KT. They are below 40% from the floor. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of the people like to throw in some money line parlays. This is a Fullerton team you would take in this spot against uh, San Luis Obispo. There you go. And I will say this. Dave Deneen, my buddy, is the best shooter that I've ever played with. 40 Amal, one morning. And uh, the folks that have listened to the show regularly know. One morning, it's uh, 24-hour fitness over on TROP. And Dave was working at UNLV. Now he works up there at the other school in Nevada, up yeah. north. 
But uh, we're doing these drills because he played college ball, of course, and he coached and was assistant coach and all this stuff. And uh, so this drill is like a three-man drill, and we're going around, and it was wing-to-wing, and you get one guy gets a rebound, fires it, and you shoot the three, and you keep going. He hit 43 of 44 threes well, at, at 6 in the morning, not even 6 in the morning. You know, one of the things people don't realize, you see a guy, I think Steph at one time made 105 or something, 107 in a row. And Deneen's a tremendous shooter. Some of these guys who play in the Big West and some of these other conferences, they may not have the athleticism of the guys at the Power Five, but these guys can flat out shoot the basketball. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm watching New Hampshire, and they go to the line late, and I'm like, I'm not even worried about free throws. I know in these kinds of leagues, guys are going to knock down free throws. That's how they get there. They can shoot the basketball. They can do some of those things. It's the athleticism. When you go against a guy from Syracuse who's six seven on the wing, and he can jump out of the gym, that makes the challenge to be able to get those types of shots off. But if you're just shooting in an empty gym with no defender, these guys can knock down shots like they're free throws. There you go. Good stuff. Meanwhile, UC Davis, Aggies playing pretty good ball. They're going to lay one and a half at the Matadome against Cal State Northridge, who got out of the gate pretty good, and we remember that win against UCLA. Totals 150 and a half. Anything on this one? Davis, decent squad. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Davis is decent, but they cost me the other day against um, uh, the Riverside at home. They blew an opportunity, but the Matadors have been pretty good. And they good were down year. big, came back, lost by three? Yeah, they lost by right? six. six it was, they weren't down too big, but they were down at the break by five. But uh, when you look at this Matadors team, they've been good at home in Northridge this year. They've been a solid team. We saw them go against UCLA. I don't remember if they lost or won by one. I think I, don't, I can't remember. But Yeah, they beat UCLA. Yeah, they beat UCLA, right? And the, the Matadors have been pretty solid this year. This should be a pretty entertaining game. But I expect to see Davis uh, come back better defensively in this game based on the performance they had against the Highlanders. All right, Oregon State, they're going to be at Cal. They're decent in Corvallis, and they hung in there yeah. with Oregon the other day. Roxy called that game, my pal Roxy Bernstein. Cal's minus nine, though, at Haas Pavilion, 139.5. But this team playing much better ball. Haas has them playing well. Uh, your take on this one? I think this Cal team's better than people realize. The record doesn't indicate how good they are. They had a good win up at uh, Hackett on Saturday against Washington. Uh, they should blow out Oregon State. You, you, Wayne Tinkle, I've never seen a guy stretch a career more than Wayne Tinkle based on three games. Yeah. Uh, and you know what, though? But he's he's been at a lot of places. In fact, when he was up there I think Montana, at Montana, Montana no, at yeah. Montana, yeah. He, uh, we did a, a heart deal for a heart transplant deal for Glenn Gondrasek, who needed it. And it's ironic that uh, that the big guy from Kansas just got a heart transplant, uh, played in the NBA for years. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Scott Pollard. Scott Pollard, right. Yeah. And uh, so Gondo also needed a heart transplant. Another big guy. First heart didn't work. Second heart, you know, which and he had like, you know, sure whatever they had raised like a million and a half. People have no idea that money was almost depleted because that first dry run where the heart was not compatible. And next thing you know, a lot of that money you're helicoptering the guy, life flight, all that stuff to try and get him there and get that organ in there. And uh, but we did a uh, silent auction over at the Orleans Arena, and Wayne Tinkle when he was at Montana sent a foursome deal set up there at the Charles Schwab private course in Montana and it was worth like $3,000 I mean it's just awesome that's what he donated I mean I got great donations Bruce Pearl was at Tennessee at the time sent a ton of stuff uh David Thompson NC State I mean they like all this stuff came from there it was just incredible and then Steve Lavin drove in I've of course now coaching USD San Diego the Toreros down at the Slim Jim and uh, let me see are they in action no they're off tonight but uh, yeah, just just kind of wild stuff there. But Wayne Tinkle, big guy, one of the few coaches that the players don't look down on the coach, right, <laughs> uh, height-wise, because uh, Tinkle's a big guy. And, of course, his son was a pretty good player for him. He wished he had more eligibility. Seattle at home against Stephen F. Austin. They're minus 7, 137.5. Good 
good home court advantage. And this is not the lumberjack team we're used to with Stephen F. Austin, yeah. the same type squad that they'd get when Underwood was there. No, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, you know, this is going to be a tough spot going on the road. It's far travel, right? You go from SFA, I think, in Nacogdoches. You're going all the way over to Seattle. Not an easy trip in this one, but... Uh, this is a Seattle team that's pretty decent. Uh, not great, but uh, this is a little bit of a high number here for me. I won't touch this game. All right, so there's four other games that will start at 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. and we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. It's UC Santa Barbara at Brent Center against UC Irvine, the top team in the Big West. LMU's at Bronco Gym against Santa Clara. Washington State at Arizona. That's the big one. Wazoo beat them the first time up in Pullman, Arizona, coming off a 45-point route of ASU in Tucson. They stay home, and, of course, Tommy Lloyd getting that extension all the way through 2030. Talked about that last night. And then Oregon off that close win against Oregon State. They will be at Maples Pavilion against Stanford. I'll get a Miles take on those four games. We'll come back. We're going to keep things rolling. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some college basketball. We're going to talk some NHL. And, of course, uh, real quick, Amal, before we go to break, Golden Knights, they've dropped three straight at home. They've got the uh, Maple Leafs coming into the Fortress. Toronto playing last night. But uh, Stoney a little bit banged up. They did get Shea Theodore back. This Knights team just has to get healthy. Eichel will be back, what, two, three weeks, so hopefully they can get healthy. But what's your take on uh, VGK? Well, I think it's injuries. I also think when you're the champs, you're the hunted team, it makes them much more challenging. I did play Austin Matthews, no goal tonight. Scored nine goals in his last four games. Yes. You know, he had two hat tricks and then a one and then a two spot yesterday two down spot, home, right? back home for him. You know, he's from the Valley. Uh, but I got to tell you, KT, I think it's a tougher spot for him tonight. VGK on rest. I like Vegas probably to pull out a win tonight against the Toronto team. Dangerous, but remember, the Leafs, we know when they get to the postseason, not as good as they are during the regular season. There you go. Best price will be at the Westgate Superbook right now. VGK minus 108. Six-year total shaded to the over minus 115. That means you got to lay 115 to win 100 if you think the game will go over six. If you want to go under, you get a little plus price back, plus 105 there. Toronto at VGK. The other two games, I'm all real quick. Vancouver's at Seattle against the Kraken. Canucks, first place Canucks in the Pacific for a long time now, minus 134, six-year total shaded to the over minus 120. You like Vancouver, you like Grubauer and uh, Seattle? Uh, a friend of mine made a heavy play tonight on the Canucks. They've lost three in a row. Good opportunity for them to bounce back. The Kraken not playing great hockey right now. They're four and six overall in their last ten. Uh, you know, you got Demko, who's right there for the Vesna against Grubauer tonight. Go with uh, Vancouver here tonight. Yeah, short price, 134 there at the Superbook. And then Nashville off the win Wednesday against VGK. They're in L.A. to take on the Kings. Kings minus 146, your total. Yeah, I like L.A. This team's still dangerous. I know they're sitting right now about 7 or 8 in the West. I think tied with St. Louis for that final spot. But they're a dangerous team. Preds have been inconsistent away from Bridgestone. I think this will be a tougher spot for them tonight at the the Crypto.com Arena. All right, there you go. I'll get you... uh, the finals in the NHL, there's four of them, four games that are going. I'll get you those scores. We'll touch on some of the college basketball that's already in the books and some games that are rolling, myself and Amal Shaw. Hour number two, we will talk some Raiders. I want to get Amal's take on this team going forward under Antonio Pierce and, uh, of course, Tom Telesco, new general manager. And then we will uh, touch on just some other things. We may get uh, a little bit uh, association, just some predictions maybe from Amal. I don't want to say second half because they've already played 50 355 games. He'll play 82 regular season games. Get his take. I want to get his take as far as my Knicks, see if uh, they'll have a shot because that team is totally different than the team that started the season roster-wise. We'll do all that when we come back. 101.5 FMK Dome. We stream live on that Worldwide Odyssey app. Keep it right here. Live from Vegas, PSR Law Studios. You're listening to SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson and Mal Shaw, produced by Mark Hoke. We'll be right back. Don't rock the jukebox. Want to hear some jokes. My heart ain't ready 
Mother Rolling Stone. I don't feel like rocking since my baby's gone. So don't rock the cute box. Play me a country song. Yes, one of my top three, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson, Tim McGraw, and of course, uh, the late Toby Keith just passing away a short time ago. Amal Shaw grew up in Texas. Uh, I, can't, I can't see you uh, country. Can you can you do some country? I can I can do some I can do some country. Okay. I, I mean it's give, not, give, give me uh, give me two go tos country male or female for Amal Shah. Well, I'm going old school here a little bit. Garth Brooks, I got friends I like in both places. There you go. Well, yeah, there favorite. you go. And uh, I guess I guess he said that he would let Travis Kelsey be there for his new bar, and that's the name of the bar. Uh, low places. Uh, oh, really? Low places. Yeah, because Kelsey was so hammered. And did some YouTube thing or or a phone thing like it got out there, and he was singing that song, and he was hammered. So Garth Brooks invited him Garth, to the opening. Oklahoma State Cowboy. There you go. Yes, okay. that's right. And who's the other? I don't have anybody else off the top. Come on, of give me a. I, I couldn't. I listen. I couldn't tell come you. On, a you pop grew up artist. in Texas. For I didn't. Grow, no, day. I didn't grow up in Texas. Oh, you lived. In I Texas. consider my yeah. I consider okay. my Texas my home because I lived there as long as I lived anywhere. Okay. All right. So you and and you worked ESPN Houston, uh, Dallas, Dallas. Yep. Okay. And not a Cowboys fan. I covered the Cowboys for 10 years. My yeah. favorite team was whoever was playing Dallas. Wow. <laughs> Any, listen, anybody that's covered a team, you're uh, hoping every season ends without the playoffs. Or yeah. unless it's going to be a championship. I mean, because you're like, hey, I, I don't get paid extra for the additional games. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, what is that? It should be a bonus check or something. <laughs> yeah, Come I on. Wish. I wish. Are you kidding me? I could see Mark Davis if this Raiders team actually – made the postseason and kept advancing. I could see everybody getting a bonus check. Well, Mark Davis would be generous enough. I, I don't know about what the rest of this. Um, what about Jerry Jones? Come on, man. He gave uh, Dak all that money. That's why he needs it. <laughs> he gave Dak all that money. They're in trouble. <laughs> yes, we will get to the NFL a little bit with Amal Shaw. All right, those last four games, because I did say I would get to those, and we got uh, a few minutes before we uh, go to the – the top there, but let's go these last four games, and these games will tip off at 8 o'clock, so as we get off the air, these games will be rolling college basketball, and uh, let me move on down here and get that there and just update these games. Come on. Boy, computers never working when you want them to, right? Okay, Thompson, it helps when you have 37 windows open, right? Okay, so here's what we got left. The late games, UC Santa Barbara, the Gauchos at the Bren Center against the Anteaters, first place Anteaters. This has been a disappointing year for UC Santa Barbara. They have a good, solid point guard back, but that's it. Nothing really has panned out for this team. They're uh, Irvine Anteaters minus eleven, one forty-two and a half. I can't, I can't take UCSB, and it's crazy because I want to. And based on name, you're going to give me double digits. I would take them, but I can't. No, I agree with you. I, this team is just not the same. The Gauchos have not been as good. Uh, the Anteaters are a very solid team. Uh, they've just been consistent. When you look in the Big West, that's a team that is always consistent. Yep, no doubt about that. Russell Turner, incredible job there for a while now. Loyola Marymount, LMU at Santa Clara. Broncos minus 10, 146. LMU lost a couple good players, uh, you know, banged up. And uh, Santa Clara, of course, they did beat the Zags there, but then they got just pummeled by the best team so far in the WCC, St. Mary's. Any chance Santa Clara covers that 10, or you stay away, or what? I'm going to stay away from it. LMU is one of those teams that seems to play to the height of their competition. I'm not. I'm, who's the coach over there? I'm not a big fan um, at LMU, trying to blank. Mm. But they, they're just it, they're inconsistent in terms of the way they play at times. You know, offensively, they can be dangerous. They're a tough team. 
but it's on the defensive end that where they have a problem. Santa Clara, particularly Sendex team up in the there, the Broncos are always tough. That that's a real challenge there for them. Stan Johnson, the coach yeah. there for LMU, Washington State. What a job! And Kyle Smith will be on the show on March fourth. I'll have him on. Uh, this team is impressing. Now, they beat Arizona by three up in the Palouse. Yeah. Arizona probably avenged. I mean, this line keeps climbing. Went from 11 all the way up to 13 now, 150 and a half. I can't lay that to Wazoo. If Wazoo can just kind of get the pace going a little bit slower than Arizona wants it, they can hang inside double digits, and it won't shock me if they won. Kyle Smith is that good a coach. I think he may be a better coach than Tommy Lloyd. I think Kyle Smith's actually the best coach in the league, him or Mick Cronin. Uh, I just don't like Mick Cronin's disposition. No, no, I agree with you. And Mick Cronin, look at that team, though, since they got embarrassed in Utah. So they've been playing Although great they basketball. did lose that game the well, other day. Because probably. Mack had that flagrant foul. Mm. If he doesn't have the flagrant foul, I think the Bruins win the game at home. Yeah, but they shouldn't have been that close. I mean, they to me, that's a payback game. And he had won a bunch in a row, and they were playing good ball. But, but Cronin, because his team's always played defense, doesn't matter where he's been, he's always had his teams play good defense. Uh, do you lay the 13, take the 13, or stay away? I, uh, Is this a, when I you get involved in, I, in I would game. take Washington State. Okay. If I can get anything over 13, I'll take Wazoo all day. I think Washington State, even though it's a revenge game for Arizona, don't generally like to go against it. But if you look back at that game the first time around, 22 offensive boards for Arizona in that game, and they still lost the game. They're not going to have as many. Smith will clean this up. The other thing I like in this one, KT, I like the under 150, 150 and a half. Okay. We'll if you're Wazoo, you don't want to yep. play at that pace. You can actually find 151.5 at Caesars, the best number that I see here, to go under that 151.5 from Amal Shaw. And the last game up at Maples Pavilion, Stanford, a one-point favorite against Oregon, started out as a pick so a little money going on the Cardinal. They play their best ball there at home, 150.5 in this one. What about it? Oregon is a team that they're kind of a weird team, but they find ways to win games. Um, I, I won't even say more so at Matthew Knight Arena. They're always better there with that crazy court but uh your take on this one they're a young team they're inconsistent right now but um you know to me when i look at it uh i look at uh this oregon team they're not consistent enough but jared Hass has done a terrible job I, i'll tell you right now for my money stanford's got a top five top six talent in the league arizona colorado um I don't know. Maybe, maybe Stanford up there. They're, they Colorado. got some talent. I lost. I lost a lot of respect for Boyle when they got blown out by Arizona after Arizona's triple overtime win against Utah, and then Colorado should be waiting there at home. A revenge game. To a revenge game and just take care of it. Instead, they get blown out. They they absolutely got just crushed. And I look at KJ Simpson's a Pac-12 Player of the Year type of player. Cody Williams, we know, is going to be a top five, top seven pick in the NBA draft. I don't know. You know, Ted Boyle's only made the tournament five times in 14 years in Boulder. This could be five and 15. Ted Boyle gets a lot of credit for being a good coach when he's not as good as maybe people think he is. That is good stuff. Called, calls it the ways he sees it. That's it. Uh, old Amal Shaw. Northwestern's come back now, lead Michigan 37-34 yeah. at the half. Uh, they're minus 12 in the game. Won't shock me if they end up covering that when it's all said and done. Gonzaga up 43-30 at the half. At Portland, Arkansas State 39-22 lead Troy. Let me uh, duck in a couple games going right now. Minnesota's up 14 with 3.38 to go. 75-61 over Ohio State taking care of business in a big way. And Andy Isco's play. Remember he gave it out last night? He gave out Gillespie and Tarleton State, and they were down a dozen to Grand Canyon. Now they lead the game 63-62 with 3.55 left in regulation. Oh, Andy Isco taking the five points and saying, KT, I think it was five and a half when he gave it out, but we'll see. 
Oh, Lisco, man, gave out one play. Let's uh, bring it in there. We'll get you some of the other scores when we come back. Hour number two, we're going to talk some NFL as well, but we're going to hit the college basketball. So if you like college hoops, stay right here. We'll hit the association as well. Amal Shaw, my guest, SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK Dawn. We stream live on that worldwide Odyssey app. It is free. Download it now. Go to Google Play or iTunes. You can do that. One hour in the books, one hour to go. Live from Vegas, PSR Law Studios, Ken Thompson, Amal Shaw, produced by Mark Hoke. You're listening to SportsX Radio. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Panache and Ravaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Call 702-560-5520. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. And by Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. That's right, baby. Hour number two, Throwback Thursday, KT Live, 101.5 FM, Don streaming live on that Worldwide Odyssey app with Amal Shah in studio. One of the uh, smartest guys I know when it comes to sports, but not just sports. Amal Shah is just brilliant to begin with. Tarleton State, tied at 69 with Grand Canyon. They're plus five, 155 left. Disco's got the, I think he had plus five and a half, though. Amal, you like their chances, plus five, a minute 55 to go at home? Foul situation. Oh no! You know when you're down in that in that. Um, oh, he's got he's got plus. I'm sorry. I thought you said Tarleton State was trailing. Yeah, they were. They were down. Uh, they were down double digits. But now they're tied. Yeah, now they're tied at 69 with 155 left. I, I've got a, a Tarleton State up by three. Oh yeah. Yep. What you, so yeah, now I like their chance. But to me, when you're in that situation, now you like you're down. Okay. You know, well, you know, you're going to see fouls. I thought it was a minute ago they were down five. I misunderstood you there. All right, so uh, all right, good. I, I'm just trying to pull in. That's the one game Isco gave last night. So I usually he comes on. He's pretty good if he only gives like one or two plays. He'll usually nail them. So uh, that's good for the listeners. Drexel at Hofstra called it last night because Drexel only beat him by a deuce revenge spot. Yep, and Hofstra's playing pretty good ball. They were minus four. It had actually went from two and a half up to four during the show, but uh, they get the win, the pride over Drexel. 69-57. College of Charleston makes it seven in a row. This is a nice win. 90-71 to at Delaware. They were laying a point and a half on the road because they've been playing well. But you don't just go in and beat up on the Blue Hens like that. Oh, I didn't like the Blue Hens team this year, but COC doesn't shoot the ball particularly well, but they just find way to, ways to get buckets, and that's exactly what they did tonight on the road. You mentioned short number one and a half. Northern Kentucky. They lost a heartbreaker at Cleveland State. Turnaround tonight. They beat Cleveland State, but if you laid the two and a half or three is what it opened at. You get burned. They only win by a due, 75-73 over Cleveland State. That Horizon League is going to be fun, that tournament, because Wisconsin Green Bay has played over their heads, and they were in first place. Uh, you have teams like Northern Kentucky, but Oakland, I mean, can't be in his 40th year now as head coach there for the Golden Grizzlies of Oakland. Unbelievable. That team was a D2 powerhouse. They were always good. They were in that Great Lakes region, and they'd always be there trying to get into the Elite Eight. Uh, Division Two back when I was calling UC Riverside games. And that guy is still freaking there, man. That is unreal because that was 1995. So he was 11 years into his 40-year tenure. He's done a tremendous job. The Grizzlies have been competitive every year, year after year after year. You see it with this team. 
I, Cleveland State's a solid team in this league. Wright State can score the basketball yes. tonight. They cover the number against on the road against uh, the Titans. Uh, but this should be a fun Horizon League tournament. I'm not as big on NKU. I know they got the win tonight against Cleveland State, but uh, this should be a fun Horizon League tournament as we come upon yeah, it. Yeah, I hope Oakland wins it. I hope they get to the tournament for camping so he can, uh, you know, get a little bit of focus there because a lot of his tenure, of course, was when the team was a D2 team. But the Golden Grizzlies have been D1 now for several years, and they really play good, solid basketball right there. Oakland, Michigan, very nice area over there in Michigan. All right. Uh, let me move on down. How about Purdue? 96 to 68, minus 15. Zach Eady and the boys, I didn't see what Eady had, but they probably took him out the last 10 minutes, I would think, because they were up by 30 when I saw it. I think it was like 77 to 43 or something, and they end up winning 96 68. 141 your total, no problem. When Purdue gets 96, you know the game's going over. There's a good supporting cast there, good enough. I mean, Smith, Lawyer, Gillis, I mean, these guys all have to bring their A game. Amal, what is your take? Because we know the other time that a one seed lost Virginia, of course, Tony Bennett came back, won it the following year. Can this Purdue team, in your guesstimation, can they win it all? Because I always see somewhere along the line, matchup-wise, they have one of these clunkers, and you cannot do that in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, when I look at this, I think there's three teams that can win the national title. That's it? Yeah. That's it? That's it. Okay. I I think Purdue's one of them. I think the perimeter, UConn for sure. UConn and, and Houston. Houston. Okay. Yep. Because Houston's got the guard play. And what, Shed is awesome. Shed's I, I, unbelievable. I, I it's not just guy. him. You got Cryer. Remember, he won a national right. title at Baylor. Sharp. Yeah, Cryer can shoot it, but, Cry- but Shed can do it all. Shed can do it all. I mean, he's strong. He can do, dribble, penetrate, knock down the 18 to 23 footers. Um, but I like this team, and I think Edie's a tough matchup for anybody outside of Connecticut because Connecticut's got Clayton, Clayton, right? Yeah, yeah. who can bang with him. You could look at that size, but Zach Edie is just a matchup nightmare. And here's the thing, and you know this watching the NBA with Victor, there's just no way to be able to duplicate that size. You could sit there and talk about the height and all this preparation, but until you get out there and you realize, oh my God, this guy's a mountain of a man, it's hard to really shoot over them. But I like Lawyer. I like the way this team shoots the basketball. And I, I like the Virginia comparison. They lose to UMBC and then they go back and win the national title. Now, I don't know if Purdue's going to be able to win it all, but I think they're good enough. They're a Final Four team. I think when you look at Arizona, I think they're a Final Four contender, but I look at Tennessee. I think Kentucky can make a run if they get their game on track because they've got some athletes and some What sports. is wrong with that team? I, I mean, I, they have depth. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I know they've been banged up. Mitchell's been out. I mean, they've, but th- that's, a, that's a team to me. Some of their games now, they, they had played better, but then they turn around and lose to LSU last night. They blow a lead there uh, after winning at Auburn. Well, I mean, you can't lose that game on the road. Baker makes a big-time three-pointer late in that game. The former Texas-Nevada transfer to LSU now. But um, I thought... You know, they've got to be able to win that game. The problem is, and this is the issue that you've seen at Duke and you've seen at Kentucky for the last 10 years, too many turnovers with young guys, don't have the squad coming back year after year after year. You know, uh, who's the kid on the perimeter? Um, Ham, Willingham, right? Yep. I mean, I mean, or, or Dillingham. Dillingham, Dillingham yeah. sorry. He's, he's outstanding. Reed Shepard's an outstanding shooter, but inconsistent. This team is not, they don't play defense. Yeah, Reeves, Reeves is probably the most consistent. Uh, let me see, Dillingham, what is he shooting from three? Mm. <laughs> he's got to be mid-30s. He's 49 of 110, so he's better than that. Uh, wow, he's shooting that well? Yep. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, 49 of 110. And, and how, about, how about Reeves? It's 68 of 153. Wow. They're really I mean, They're jacking up. him up. But Shepard, though, of course, the, the best of the best. 
He's over 50%. He's 54 of 106. That is unbelievable. you got three guys shooting 44% or better, and you're losing basketball games? Yeah, I mean, that is uh, that is crazy. Yes, as a team, Kentucky is shooting 40.5%, almost 41% as a team. That the is tops impressive. in the nation? They're, they're up there. Yeah, they're I, top one or yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, that's you don't find too many teams shooting over 40% collectively as a team. Who do you like to win it all? Uh, it it'll be tough uh, to beat UConn, but 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 Klingon still he's just a soft, right? You know, so, too much foul trouble. Yep, uh, and that's where I think somebody like Edie can get him in foul trouble. I'm going to tell you, I, what, I up until about a week ago, not not the Creighton game. It doesn't. You, matter. You're still sold on Houston, though. I am. I am. The Cougs look two elite eights, a Final Four. I know. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you who's who's different, and 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 just played Houston, but a team that you better. Understand and Iowa fun- State. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And T.J. Otzelberger can flat out coach. He's and, one of the best he, coaches in college basketball. Yes, he is. And they, he was out here. And I remember when he was. There were several people that were tied to the you know that were going. Oh, this guy's tired. This and I'm like, give the guy a chance, right? And that now Iowa State coveted him. His his uh, wife played at Iowa State. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was the tie there. And uh, <clears throat> he went back. He, he's outstanding. I mean, in this team that he had, they don't have a lot of flashy scorers. But they have enough. There's enough team chemistry there. You don't just hang in Houston. Like they were on, they got down double digits, came back, were down four. Down double digits, came back. You don't do that in Houston against Kelvin Sampson's team. I, I tell you what, when I look at performances on the road this year, Connecticut at the fog, they lost by four in a tight game. Iowa State at Fertitta Center down in Houston, lose by eight. Houston doesn't cover the game. It's the first game the Cougars hadn't won in conference play by double digits. Houston was winning conference games by 20 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were killing people. They're a half a game behind in the loss column right now. There are, excuse me, one game back. They've got four losses. Houston's got three. Cougs are at Baylor on Saturday. That's going to be a big game. But then they, they've got Cincinnati at home. And they, Baylor coming off the loss to BYU. To BYU, tough spot. <laughs> tell you what, speaking of which, Mark Pope's done a nice job. Mark Pope is a hell of a coach. I, I tell you what, I like the job the Cougars have done this year. That's a good basketball team. Yeah. Best league in America. I, I no, and, and you're getting Arizona? You're going to get uh, Arizona? Arizona? <laughs> you're in Utah and Colorado and Arizona. Oh, well, Arizona man. State's terrible, but... You're adding Arizona and you're adding Colorado and you're adding Utah. I mean, to me right now, I know people talk about the SEC. I think the SEC is very good, but at the top, I think the separation for me is in the Big 12 compared to the uh, the SEC. I like Alabama. I like Tennessee. I like Kentucky. But I think right now, Kansas, uh, Iowa State, don't, don't, Houston. Don't count out Auburn. I, I know I'm not Bruce, as high Bruce, in Auburn as you might no, be. Well, because I know Bruce. That's why. Yeah. I, that's yeah. So, I mean, so yeah. I but I know that that I, loss I, to Kentucky. I at loved home, Kentucky the other day. Eight yep, and a half. Yeah, Come I had on. him. I had him in game. Had him in game when they got that lead up, and they were still just. A, I mean, they were. I got a minus one and a half, but they were up nine or something. And I'm like, ah, they got this. Yeah, the, I could just see the way I, they were playing. I, I just think that Houston, they sharp's almost thirty nine percent from the perimeter. Roberts is a good player. He's got to stay out of foul trouble. Now, a friend of mine's made a great comment. Who he, did they lose? They lost the role player early on, Houston. The um, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I'll find I'll find it. But he, I, he's a he's a decent player, probably like eight nine a game, maybe something like that. This is a team though that here's the thing: you need guard play in the tournament, and that's what they have. Right? They they've got um, they've got guard play. You talking about Arsenal? Yes. Yeah, Arsenal going out. That was a big blow for them. I mean, even though he doesn't gives him eighteen he's, minutes. He's game. a facilitator. Yeah, a facilitator. Yes. Um, but you know, to me, you need guard play. 
Cryer's got experience. Shed's arguably the best point guard in college basketball. That's that's the thing. When you have a point guard that's physical like that, that can take the and draw the double team and find a shooter like Cryer, because Cryer's got twenty seven foot range. Oh, he, he's Easy. he's we're we're past half court. He's in he's in range. And I tell you, Sharp is an underrated guy. Emmanuel Sharp does a tremendous job for the team. Here's the other thing that they've had this problem in the past. Our uh, Cryer's about 86 percent the free throw line. Sharp is 81, 82, and then Shed's about 75, 76. You got three guards that can close out games for you late. Going to be interesting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to March Madness. I got to have a boy, I got in that contest and uh, started out great, but then I've dropped nine of 10. I'm going to have a big Saturday. I feel it because I, uh, I got the vibes from my good pal Amal Shah right here. Sports X Radio on a throwback Thursday. All right, Mr. Shah, uh, let me just uh, jump in real quick before we uh, leave college basketball because I don't want to do it. I, I just love college hoops. When I start talking college hoops with you, it's it's a lot of fun. We'll keep an eye on these games that are rolling. But let me go uh, now into the conferences and kind of get your get your take as far as who you think is going to come out as far as, you know, and, and not the conference tournament because that doesn't sure. always. But, you know, there's no no doubt Purdue in the Big Ten is the team to beat, and we thought they would be. This is a Big Ten that it's got some other teams that I just can't figure out. Wisconsin, I can't figure out. Illinois, that lost the other night, that was one they let get away. That was a a big time. Northwestern going into tonight, and they look like they'll find a way to win. But this team, they just lost a a pretty good player. Uh, I got to give Hoiberg credit over at Nebraska. He's winning games. Uh, He even has a couple road wins, but almost unbeatable there in Lincoln. Uh, Sparty, they they got beat by Fran, and Fran's team wins two in a row. They beat Wisconsin in overtime. They followed it up by going into East Lansing and winning. So that gets them to 500. Look, this is a young team that McCaffrey has. I mean, he's got his kid there, but a lot of these kids, these are young kids. He's got a couple freshmen starting. He does. they got a good team. They play hard. The problem is for me is going to be the defensive end when you get into the tournament, but I think they're a dangerous team because they can score the basketball. Um, you know, they had a great win at the Breslin Center. You, you know, we don't talk about Michigan State. By the way, they, they've had an up-and-down year, but uh, what a bad loss last night by the Illinois, uh, excuse me, by the Illini. Illini, to Mark's, uh, my producer's Penn, Penn State, State Nittany Lions. Yeah. I mean, they it was unreal that they came because they were getting crushed, and then all of a sudden I go, hey, they pulled back within five, and then they end up winning the game by a point. That you was can't um, lose that kind of game. Yeah, that Penn State's within two of five hundred. Minnesota at five hundred. Iowa at five hundred. Sparty's nine and seven. As is Nebraska. Northwestern nine and six, looking to be ten and six if they can finish off Michigan in Evanston tonight. What's your take on Wisconsin? They've got some players now. There's no question that Crowell has trouble, of course, going against Edie. So you, you expect that he's not going to be able to. Uh, and and then of course Tyler Wall can't go inside because you know like he wants to unless Edie's away from the basket or on the bench, but. This still this team, if Chucky Hepburn shoots the ball from the outside, and that's what's ticked me off is last year he'd pull the trigger. He hasn't done it. Klesmit's got a nice shot, and A.J. Storr is very athletic, and he is a fun player to watch. Uh, do you, I'm glad you mentioned Storr because that's the one thing when I look at this team right now that's different. They haven't had this type of athleticism in a long time at Wisconsin. This is a dangerous team when you look at them. I, I think they're better than well, the— Johnny Davis, but not that—yeah, uh, a different style player. Storr is right. more of a—I mean— more yeah. of a James Worthy type, yeah, right? Yeah, he's got some quicks. He's got some ups. Storr's been outstanding this year. I mean, leads the team in scoring. He's better than 16 points a game. You mentioned Wall. I like the way he plays. Crowell, I like him as well. 
Uh, but Hepburn's kind of the key. He's got to play well. And then this team, you know, they don't beat themselves. Now, they're not a great three-point shooting team. You look at it, um, I think Storr's about 30%. He's not great, but Hepburn's 30%. So they're not as consistent as you would expect, but I still think they're a dangerous team, well-coached. Wisconsin's always a tough team. Okay, so let me jump over to the ACC because this conference is not loaded like it usually is. Talk to me about North Carolina and Duke. What about Carolina first? I like I like Duke more than I do Carolina. Do you? Yeah, I, I think Carolina's played well, but I think they've hit a bit of a lull. Look, perfect example. You see, R.J. Davis is awesome, though. R.J. Davis is tremendous. Now, both teams had losses on the road at McCamish Pavilion at Georgia Tech earlier this year, which is shocking. But when you look at Duke, they go down to Miami. I, I know Miami's kind of banged up right now, but right. they blow them out. Carolina had a tighter game with them. They got the revenge game coming back at Cameron to close out the regular season. The ACC tournament. Watch out. I'm going to give you Duke. How big a game is that for Duke, though, because they lost that first one? Like, In other words, going into the tournament, you don't want to get swept, especially that last game's in Durham. I, I love the Dukies in that one. They'll be yeah. about a three- to four-point favorite. I'll take Duke all day there at home on their home floor. Um, Filipowski's playing well. I like the way this team is heading. I'm not a big Harrison Ingram guy. He's had a good year, though, for Carolina. Um, I like John Shire. I like the hire. You know, it's funny. I, I never like liked, Shire, too. Yeah. I, I was not a big Mike Krzyzewski guy, but Shire, to me, has changed my disposition on Duke just as a program. I think he's going to do very well there. Um, but I think That's dang- funny you say that because there's a few people that I know that are like, you know, without Coach K there, I kind of like this Duke team a little more because I like Shire because he's a mild-mannered, quiet guy. You don't always see him jawing at the officials. You know, he's he kind of stays within himself. I, I didn't like the way Krzyzewski berated the officials. That, those guys would never make calls. I wish somebody would just be like, double-tech, throw him out. Who cares? What are you going to do? Um, but when you look at right now, I'm going to tell you a team to pay attention to in the ACC tournament in the, in the ACC, Wake Forest. I think they're dangerous. I agree. Monsanto I agree. can shoot the ball. Silas is a good player. This is a dangerous team. They got some athleticism. They've done a really nice job. Can't disagree there. Yeah, it's a fun to be a Demon Deacon right now, and it's going to be a fun tournament. Uh, any chance Wake Forest wins that tournament? They could. I mean, if you're looking for a longer shot, like right now, when I look at the Big Twelve tournament, I can make a case for. I don't think Kansas is going to win it, but remember, it's at the Sprint Center or T-Mobile Arena. Right, I'm sorry. Kansas City, right? Kansas City. They're always tough there. Iowa State's going to have a huge crowd there. Houston. Iowa, St- Iowa State. That's Hilton Coliseum. It's Hilton South. Right, Hilton, that's Hilton South. South. That's Absolutely right. But, you know, to me, I look at that league. That's a brutal league. TCU's a damn good team. Jamie Dixon's a good coach. They've got some tough losses. They've beaten Houston. I mean, this is just a competitive league. Every, do you know? How, how, about, how about this real quick? Houston and Iowa State, 15-0 and at home. Kansas fourteen and zero at home, Baylor thirteen and one, Texas Tech fourteen and one, McCaslin fourteen and one in Lubbock. McCaslin's done a great job there. That come from behind win against TCU. To your point, though, uh, when you look at right now, I, if, if I recall correctly, there have been twenty five, fourteen top twenty five matchups this year. Mm-hmm. There have been thirty two overall. Eighteen of them have been teams involving each other in the Big Twelve. Yep. I mean, it's insane what that league is. Every night is just you, – you look at Baylor. Who did Oklahoma like, State beat the other night? They beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati. They went there. Cincinnati. Let me tell you something. If Cincinnati's in the Big Ten, they're in the tournament. If they're in the ACC, they got a chance to win that league. They're third in that league. Um, when you look, If they're in the double AC, that American Athletic, they, they'll win that. Uh, there's no question about it. I mean, when you look right now, BYU – TCU, nobody talks about Texas Tech. You mentioned their home record. You, you look at even Central Florida, they're tough to, to beat to be Orlando. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just every night in that league. That's why what Houston has done with three losses. Okay, they got blown out of the fog. 
but they lost by four at Iowa State. They got off to a slow start. We know 20 years going back to Pfizer and Tinsley. Hilton Magic. It's unbelievable. It How many times has Bill Self gone in there with a great team on a big Monday and come out with a loss? Yep. When you look at that team up there, Iowa State, you mentioned it. Otzelberger, to me, should be the uh, Big 12 coach of the year. But Pope's done a great job. You look at the job that even Drew's done at Baylor this year. McCaslin at Texas Tech. Jamie Dixon at TCU. I mean, these are seven teams that are in the tournament. Yep. W- what about Texas? Rodney Terry's had a tough team. I, I like Dylan DeSue, but, you know, uh, Bombas has not played as well as you would have expected. He struggled shooting the basketball at times this year. Texas oh, is Ace not Miss. as good. Ace Miss. Ace. That's a, yeah. That, with the, why it has a B in there, you yeah. don't even know. I, I don't know why I said that, but yeah. Uh, or Oral Roberts' kid, yeah. Oral Roberts. But he hasn't shot the ball as well. But, I mean, when you look at it, Texas is okay, but they're going to compete. They're just not quite as good. You look at um, uh, Porter Moser's team's kind of hit a lull. They're just not as good offensively. Yeah, he's a, he's a good coach too, but yeah, this is not uh, Loyola, man. I mean, welcome to the Big Twelve, boy. And you talk about it with Arizona going in there. I mean, Utah, Colorado, and Arizona State; those are three teams that all of a sudden they're going to go like, "What are we doing?" Like when it gets to basketball, you're going to look up and go, "My God, this it's going to be ridiculous." Well, you think about it now. You're moving over to the SEC. I love um, Beard at Ole Miss. I think that was a great hire for them. Mississippi State's having a good year. They're going to make the tournament. They had a, they covered last night against yeah, Ole Miss. I had them, had them. Kentucky, Tennessee, um, you know, you look at Alabama's playing great basketball. Alabama's got a chance now. They've got seven consecutive games of 80 points scored or more in league play. They got a chance to catch in my lifetime. Look, I know everybody out here loves that 1990-1990 Rebels team. The best team I've ever seen, though, for me was 95-96 Kentucky, the untouchables. I mean, they had 11 guys go in the first round of that team. They came back down, to, I think, 29 or 30 down at the Maravich Center at LSU. They won the average margin of victory in that tournament, KT, was 21 points for uh, Kentucky in the national championship. All right, we will uh, take a break. We'll come back and uh, throw a stat at Amal Shaw that he may not have known, although he probably knows about it because he's a, he's a historian. He didn't see this guy play, but uh, just missed him. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FMK, Don streaming live on the Odyssey app. We are live, PSR Law Studios in Vegas. Remember, PSR, the best in personal injury, 560-5520-5520. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice is PSR Law. Panache Ravaputi, PSRlaw.com. Ken Thompson, Amal Shaw, Mark, Mark Hoke, of course, producing the show. 101.5 FMK, Don streaming live on that Odyssey app. We'll be right back live from Vegas. Yeah, KT is here. Yeah, a little Michael Jackson and Justin Timberlake. I told you, Mark Hoke, man, my producer, finds songs. He knows every genre. I mean, come on, you don't. You go from Don't Rock the Jukebox, Alan Jackson, Heat of the Moment, Asia, Love Never Felt So Good, Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake, and one more before we uh, get out of here. SportsX Radio KT with Amal Shah in studio real quick in the association uh, Mavs did beat the Suns by 10, so they get the win to cover. Game still stays under the 244.5-123-113, the final. Pelicans up 22 with just a minute 20 to go against the Rockets, 124-102. That game will should get over. I mean, it's uh, – and Amal let me know because uh, it's 227.5 sitting at 226. Uh, Celtics beat the Bulls, came back not only – 
from trailing. 232 now. Okay, so they got the over there. But the Celtics come back and they cover the 8.5 in the Windy City, 129-112. Is that the team to beat in the association? Is it Denver and Boston in the finals? I think so. I think Denver has now reached a point where what San Antonio used to do, which is just stay healthy, get ready for the end of April, and play it out. And remember one of the other things for teams that are a little bit older. What about the Clippers? They're dangerous. I think right now if you're looking at a team to bet, look, Minnesota – I don't like them as much as maybe some other people. Oklahoma so that's City. what Andy said. Andy said the same thing last night. Oklahoma City's a year away. Okay. Boston, Andy said the same. <laughs> Boston in the East. Um, Philly's too banged up. Boston bottom line, right? I mean, even yeah. even if Philly gets Embiid back, he's it not going to be in It doesn't make a difference. Right? He's, he's, he, that guy plays for the MVP. He doesn't play for a championship. Okay. And uh, your bricks aren't going anywhere. Um, and then on top of it, Milwaukee's in disarray right now. But I think it's a three-team race. It's, it's the Clippers, it's Denver, and it's Boston right now. Milwaukee's a mess. They are, but you know what? Look, I love Dame. And when you get Dame and Giannis in the postseason, who knows what can happen? I mean, if there's a duo that you don't want, you don't want to count out, it's them. If there's a trio with Doc Rivers, you do want to count them out in the playoffs. Oh, I forgot about Doc. Don't even get me started. Sorry, that's Mark Hoke because he's a Sixers guy, so he's like, we know all about Doc Rivers. Uh, does have that title with the Celtics, though. Clippers did get beat at OKC handily, 129-107. OKC lane one and a half, get the win to cover. How about this? Total two thirty five and a half game hits two thirty six over by a half a point. Those, I mean, how do you even bet some of these totals in the association, Amal? You can't. You can't bet unders <laughs> anymore. The, 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 I mean, it's it's just crazy. Hornets sixty three sixty lead the Jazz nine twenty to go third quarter up in Salt Lake. Nuggets up by twenty two on the Wiz eighty six sixty four. Still seven oh six to go third quarter. Warriors up three on the Lakers early. First quarter, five fourteen left. Nineteen sixteen. Spurs lead the Kings thirty to twenty five. One thirty eight to go. First quarter, and uh, look like it's going to be a high scoring game there, no doubt. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. By the way, Murray, I talked about earlier when this game took off. Take a look at the end game, right? You, you had the you mentioned Kings down five, better opportunity. You see it right now at Haas Pavilion. Oregon State's up nine. They're shooting the ball well. Four of six from the three-point line, seven for ten from the so floor. So you'll come back play Cal in game right absolutely. now. Absolutely, you're going to get them at a short number. There you go. All right. Uh, Games going right now that are winding down college basketball. UL Monroe leads UL Lafayette 62-56, 38 seconds left. That'll be a big win for the Warhawks, uh, six-and-a-half-point home dogs to the Raging Cajuns. That's big. Uh, 59-39, Moorhead State blowing out Western Illinois on the road, 9:34 to go. They were missing one of their key players. I wonder if he's back tonight. They were laying five-and-a-half against Western Hill. Tennessee State 64-60 leads Eastern Illinois, 325 to go, laying six-and-a-half. Still got some work to do there. Edwardsville up nine on Tennessee Tech, laying three, so looking good there. Midway through the second half, Arkansas State up 15 on Troy. Laying just two. Red Wolves playing a good game. 13.07 to go up 49.36. Gonzaga up 16, laying 22.5. Only 8.32 to go against Portland. We'll see if they cover that one. Sam Houston State, surprise of the night. Not that they're winning. Laying one and a half. They're up 22 in Las Cruces over New Mexico State. 59.37. Northwestern now up eight, laying 12 against Michigan. I said they'd probably come back and cover. Did you touch that game? I did not. I wanted to. The number was a little bit high for the second half, and it was 74. But I'll tell you, Juwan Howard, he's in some trouble there in Ann Arbor. Yeah. I can't disagree there. No question. And he brought us kids there, the younger ones there now. Uh, 53-44 Montana, Sac State, nine-point lead there for the Grizz, 749 to go, laying 13. UTEP up one on La Tech. They're catching two at home in El Paso, just 537 left, 52-51. 
Uh, you uh, Arizona State down 16. You took them at the half down 21. Would you? Minus, minus four second half, so I'm okay. plus 17. On the home floor, you know, it's kind of. So you're up I a point right now under 12-minute timeout. Let's just not look anymore. Well, no, I, at Sam Houston State, similar situation, but the number was six and a half. I thought the four was a much better play than the shorter number. There you go. You see San Diego up six at Riverside, 7.55 to go first half. So the pace is Riverside's way. But they're not shooting the ball. They don't have the shooters that UC San Diego does. Bakersfield up three at the beach, 7.48 to go first half. That's exactly how Bakersfield does it. They muck it up, and they'll just hang around. Fullerton only up one. Cal Poly slow, 4.24 to go first half, 20-19. to 19. You were right as far as the under. Should have just jumped on that at Titan Gym. UC Davis up three on uh, the Matadors. Halfway through the first half there at, in Northridge in Oregon State, like you said, up 11 now, 26-15, 8.47 to go first half. You expect Cal to come back and win. Yeah, I do uh, right now. Struggling a little bit, but you know, going back to the game at the Wayne Matador. Tinkle was listening. He probably heard you making fun of him. That's <laughs> it. Guys are all fired up. They're taking the bus over to Hospitalian, and they're hearing them all shock dissing their coach. Well, I can tell you right now, maybe he can coach a little bit more in the second half. We've seen too many meltdowns by this team. But you know, you mentioned the Davis game right now against the, uh, the against the Matadors. Our total was one fifty and a half. KT. There's 36 points scored in the first 15 minutes of that game. Said the Aggies didn't play well defensively against the Highlanders on Saturday. You would expect a good defensive team to come back, and that's what they've done so far. In game right now, 135 and a half. All right. Bad news is that VGK is down two nothing to Toronto, and you have no goal for Austin Matthews. Okay, so far so good. So far so good. McCabe and Camp got the goals. Uh, 5.49 still to go in the first period. Leafs winning last night 6-3. Canucks 1-1 with the crack, and you thought Vancouver would break that three-game losing streak. We'll see how that one pans out. J.T. Miller get his 29th there for Vancouver. Preds and Kings, only game yet to drop the puck. They'll do that in just a little bit. Uh, let me see. Flames lead the Bruins 2-1 second period. Bruins, wild win 6-5 in overtime last night against Edmonton. Wait a minute, the game went to overtime? Yeah. I kind of turned it off. The bees were up. I was like, "Oh, they got this thing in hand." No, no, yeah, Edmonton, uh, Edmonton tied it at four. Boston led five four. Edmonton tied it with about five and a half minutes to go at five. Went to overtime. Boston won at three thirty into overtime, six five. I mean, I, I saw four two going into the third, and I was like, "Yeah, this is going to be a tough one." Had some other yeah, things. It to was do. four one. one. Yeah, it was exactly. 4-1, and, yeah, and so I was like, "Yeah." I'm looking at it right now. They got Jan Mark, um, Perry, and Hyman goals in the third period. Okay. So. Yeah, great. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, that Edmonton team, you can't turn that off, man. Down two goals. That's nothing for them. I, I know. The it was down three. It is I Boston, right? Yeah. It is Boston. Yeah. The Rangers uh, beat the Devils 5-1 to one in Jersey. Shesterkin, 39 saves. Very impressive. Rangers have won nine in a row now. And uh, that is impressive. So uh, we'll see. Let me go back to the scores there as far as on the ice. But that is good stuff. And then there are some other games that are rolling right now, college basketball. I love talking college hoops with Amal Shaw. I mean, we start talking college hoops, forget about it. We haven't even done anything as far as, uh, you know, bracketology. But we'll do that. Um, I'll work it around your schedule because you got to come back in where we just focus in because we're getting close to March. Uh, let me just update the games that are final. Rangers 5-1 beat Jersey 5-3. Washington wins at Tampa Bay, a plus 180 right there for the Caps. Uh, Ovechkin, I wonder if he scored because he's been on fire. Uh, Pittsburgh 4-1. They take care of Montreal in a big way, laying 260. No problem. Should have laid the goal in the half there. Detroit 2-1 doubles up on Colorado, who's tired. This has been a road trip for the Lanch, but a nice effort by the Wings there. Uh, 4-1 Ottawa beats Dallas. Dallas minus a 163 on the road. And Carolina, one nothing shutout of Florida. And that game, Hurricanes only minus 112 at home at the Superbook. And that's when they're minus 112, you know they're playing a team that's red hot, Florida. 
has just been on fire. They had passed Boston, but Boston passed them last night, and now Boston, uh, again, right now trailing in their game, but I think Boston a point ahead of Florida, and now the Rangers, I think, are tied uh, with 80 points, or maybe they have 79. I don't know. The Rangers are uh, playing really solid hockey. So uh, college games that are going right now, Let's. Uh, well, we updated all those uh, the games that haven't started. Santa Barbara at Irvine, LMU at Santa Clara, Washington State at Arizona. That's going to be a good one. And Oregon and Stanford. Looking forward to that. Northwestern right now up nine, nine twenty-five to go. Again, laying twelve against Michigan there in Evanston, and they were down double digits early, but really have put it together nicely. Omaha came back and beat Oral Roberts. Do not cover at home, but only beat them 71-70. But they were trailing in that game. Abilene Christian, a win and a cover at home against Cal Baptist, 71-65. And the game gets over by a point. It was 135, hits 136. Crazy stuff. North Dakota State, nice win against St. Thomas. Uh, Tommy's not playing well of late. And the Bison get the win by 14 at home, 64-50. 78-71, talked about Northern Arizona. Nine-point dogs knocking off Eastern Washington. Northern Colorado with. Idaho, 76-62. Let me get to that uh, Andy Isco score. Where's that Tarleton State? They, they probably got the win. I mean, when you me look see, at where is it, it was a while ago. Um, Tarleton State, where are they you? They won 77-74. 77-74. So yeah. got to get it. Got to get Isco. I know you're out there. If you're listening, buddy, great call last night. That was the one game that he gave out to the listeners. So good job. Minnesota beat Ohio State by nine, winning a cover there. This Golden Gophers team out of nowhere. I mean, and I love that kid Garcia or whatever. He play, he Dawson plays Garcia. hard, man. He yeah. plays hard. Yeah, that's a nice win there. And uh, let's see, we real quick before we touch football in our final segment, I'm going to throw some overnights at you for college hoops. Not a big slate on Fridays, never really is now. Uh, but you got some MAC games. How about Kent State's at Akron? Akron off a loss, minus six and a half, one thirty-seven. I, I like Akron in that one. Too. Kent's not that good this year, right? And Agreed. even though it's a rivalry game. And Akron uh, just lost to, to Toledo. That's right. That's right. On the road. Good call. Uh, not going to touch Penn and Dartmouth. Uh, Penn lost their best player early in the year. And I, Dartmouth I still like too. Penn in that one. Dartmouth can't score. They, they're just horrific offensively. See, now, Riders should win. They're a really weird team, though. They've lost a home game here or there. They were picked to win that Metro at the beginning of the year by Blue Book, but I, I, they just routed somebody by like 35 or 40 yeah. on the road, and not Siena. It wasn't Siena. I think Ryder will beat Iona. That's a pick'em game in Lawrenceville, New Jersey tomorrow. Marist at Manhattan. Red Fox is laying seven. Manhattan's garbage. Hey, I mean, Marist should the beat basketball. Him. Niagara's, Niagara's playing lights out. They're laying one and a half against Canisius. But the late Brian Blessing, who was from that area and covered both those teams, said, when in doubt, take the team that's getting points. And that rivalry. That, yes. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Well, well Paulus' team has been solid. They're, they're at home, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the Golden Griffins going to be able to go on the road in that one. Oh, no, no, no. Golden Griffins are at home. Oh, they're Ni- at home. Niagara's oh. been win- and Niagara's been winning yeah. road games against good teams. Yeah, a rivalry game here. Throw the, throw the records out. Yeah, uh, IPFW at Wisconsin Green Bay. The Phoenix laying two and a half. Who won that first game? Because the Mastodons are a, they're a weird team. They can beat anybody in the conference, and they can lose to anybody. Wisconsin Green Bay, just when they're a favorite, I don't like them. When they've been underdogs, even at home like they were early because they were picked to be one of the worst teams in the horizon, uh, but they've really impressed. Uh, they're minus two and a half against IPFW. So if you find that, if uh, if they won at IPFW, I'll take the Mastodons Yeah, both there. teams with the same record. And, you know, they played earlier back in November. Oh, and uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne getting that 75-71 win. Okay, so I'll I, stay I don't know if you've got – the total's 145. In, I'm sorry, 140 in this right. game. Uh, 139 and a half, depending on where you get it. But it should be an interesting game here. Um, I'll tell you, 
I have not gotten involved as much this year in the Metro Atlantic and the Horizon. But I, I tell you right now, I bet against Detroit. I throw every oh, yeah. team on the money line. But, I, but you had to take them against IUPUI if you were going to. Yeah, exactly. Right, there was one opportunity. And it, the, the line the went ju- up. They're laying five the and a half. They were 0-24. Yeah. yeah. Bad but, team. but I'm telling you, you can throw in a money line. Like tonight, Wright State, who cares if it's minus six dollars? They're not going to lose. They got one win on the season. Youngstown State is good. They are very good. Now, they go on the road, I think, they're tomorrow, going right? Wisconsin-Milwaukee, oh, yeah. and they're laying two and a half. Yeah, I like this team. They can score the basketball. Milwaukee's they... good enough to beat them, yeah. too, though. Uh, but Youngstown State is still I, – I, if you gave me one team in the tournament, I would take them. I'm with you. I think they, they got a chance. The Penguins can win the horizon. I agree. Wright uh, State can score, but I think Penguins at the end of the day because they can do that and defend better. Fairfield catching two and a half at Quinnipiac. Fairfield's a weird team. They're good enough to beat anybody, but Quinnipiac needs this game. I'm going to tell you, KT, this is where you can make money against the books. Is you identify a team, the Bobcats are a better offensive team than they get credit for. This is too short of a number against the Stags. I'll take the Bobcats at home tomorrow. All right, and then Nevada's going to lay 10 at San Jose State. I think they win the game. I don't know if they cover the 10. Well, they 10. embarrassed them last time around, right? They, they beat the hell out of them. I want to say about like 30 or 40 in that one. Um, it, it just um, This is going to be a tough spot for... Uh, the sharks, the sharks, the Sp- uh, Spartans. Find out who won base. that first meeting, Niagara and Canisius. Yeah, let me give me one. Because I, I want to say that game was, it was at Niagara. It was uh, in January. I'm pretty sure. The, yeah, that's um, the only other one I'll look yeah, at. I can't believe Niagara's a road favorite here. I have to check. What yeah, the no, they've numbers. been playing well. They've been uh, playing well. Look at their it, last it, like fe- four. February sixth, Niagara won sixty nine sixty four. Okay, so what about Niagara's last few games though? They have a couple road wins in their they, last four. Yeah, Ni- Niagara is they're they're they've, they're seven and three in their last ten, and they've won two in a row. Uh, but when you look at this team overall on the road right now, they're nine and four, which is an impressive record. Kanisha's six and three at home. There you go. All right, good stuff from Amal Shah. And then, of course, Saturday, a big slate. Going to take our break, our final break of the evening. When we come back, we're going to talk some football. I want to get Amal Shaw's take as far as the Raiders going forward. Do they keep Devonta Adams? Do they still have him here? What about the quarterback situation? We know Aiden O'Connell will be part of the mix, but where do they go? Do they go free agency? Is there a chance they could get Justin Fields? We don't know. Do they trade and move up? They're at number 13. We'll find out what them all thinks when we come back to wrap things up on a throwback Thursday. 101.5 FMK Dawn streaming live on that worldwide Odyssey app, Sports X Radio on a throwback Thursday with KT and Amal Shaw, produced by Mark Hoke. We'll be right back. Stevie Wonder as we uh, wrap things up here at SportsX Radio on a throwback Thursday. Ken Thompson, special guest Amal Shaw in studio. Uh, hope to have him in studio a lot more as we get into March Madness. Love talking college hoops with Amal. Bad night so far for VGK. My goodness. And I know there's a lot of Maple Leafs fans that uh, paid some good money to get in there tonight. They're having a party right now after the first period. 4 nothing Leafs shutting out Vegas. My goodness, that is not good. And a uh, total of 6 Toronto in the over, looking like the way to go. After two, Calgary 2-1, to doubling up on Boston. Still 1-1 after one, Vancouver at Seattle. No score early on, six minutes in Nashville at L.A. St. Louis did shut out the Islanders 4 nothing. Rangers 5-1 over Jersey. And uh, Washington surprising Tampa 5-3. Pittsburgh 4-1 over Montreal. Detroit 2-1, doubled up on Colorado at home. 
And Ottawa took out Dallas 4-1 to at home. Carolina shut out Florida. Red Heart Panthers get beat one nothing. Good game there. They did have exhibition spring training baseball today. Padres and Dodgers. Dodgers, I think, got eight in the first. It was 14-1 to the final there. I'm going to take in some of the uh, Arizona Cactus League stuff uh, in the next month or so. And Chicago Bill will make it down there with me. I know the White Sox. He's a White Sox fan. They play down there, so he'll be a happy camper. Uh, Vermont, 94-80, to just add an extra uh, every now and then I see some of these extra game uh, scores. Can, Eastern Kentucky, 75-72. They didn't cover, but they beat North Alabama. The Colonel's still in first place in that conference. Uh, Stetson gets beat. They were the second-place team. Lose to Queens, North Carolina, 83-77. Uh, Wagner loses to Central Connecticut State. That's the second-place team behind Merrimack, who beat up on St. Francis of PA but did not cover the 14-and-a-half, one by 11. New Hampshire, 83-78, beat my brother's alma mater, NJIT, New Jersey Tech, but NJIT. The Highlanders, the other Highlanders, they get the cover. They were plus nine and a half, only lose by five. Kennesaw State wins at Florida Gulf Coast, plus three. They win it by seven. And Radford beats Gardner-Webb. Surprise there. Uh, running Bulldogs, Gardner-Webb, they were minus five and a half, and they lose by 16 to Radford. My goodness, didn't see that coming. All right, uh, getting into some NFL real quick. I got to go right to the Raiders. And, uh, Masha, you follow all the NFL. You know it very, very well. Uh, you're great in college football as well. Talk to me about this Raider team now. I, the Antonio Pierce hire, I like. I was surprised that they didn't uh, keep Champ Kelly, but uh, they went with Tom Telesco, who was over there for the Chargers for a while. And Hondo Carpenter comes on and does a great job for Sports Illustrated for years. Love Hondo and breaks down, follows the Raiders. But what's your take on this Raider team, and what do we see? We know that Crosby and Adams were adamant that they wanted Antonio Pierce to be the head honcho. He is do both those guys stick around? I know Crosby will be here. I still see these rumors about Devontae Adams going to play with Aaron Rodgers. If I'm the Raiders, and I know you don't want to hear this, KT, you're a big Raider supporter, I'm trading Max Crosby and Devontae what? Adams. You're not trading Max Crosby. Listen. Come on you're, now. Will you stop? Listen, you got to get. You can get potentially two first round picks for this guy. He's one of the top three or four edge rushers. In what the are NFL. you going to get with those two first round picks? You're telling you have to. That means you have to hit sky high on one of. Them. Give me a guy that you would grab out of the draft that you think could hold well, Mac Crosby. Max Crosby's job. Come you on, need a, you need a quarterback. I, I okay. So you got to go get somebody. You got to accumulate picks. So you but, have number thirteen though. Why yeah, can't you just trade up? Because nobody's going to give you the first look. You need to get. You're in a division with Patrick Mahomes. At the end of the day, the road to the Super Bowl and where you want to be goes through Kansas City. I agree with that, but what did the Raiders do? They're the last team to actually beat the Chiefs. They went into Kansas City, and like they said, we're going to rough them up. We're going to rough them up. We're going to do what they did to Michael Jordan when the Detroit Pistons were playing them. We're going to rough them up. That's what we did. That's the way we're going to go into that mentality because that's the only way you can beat Mahomes is to slow down Mahomes physically. I, I don't disagree with any of what you said, but... They're going to probably re-sign Chris Jones. Legereus Need will uh, will probably get franchise tagged. Yeah, he's solid. And and when you look at it right now in this division, even Justin Herbert and Her- Harbaugh are going to be a dangerous team in the AFC West. You need to build a team right now. Without quarterback playing this league, you just can't win. Okay. A- and to me, I, I get it. Harbaugh's done a lot. That team is the most overrated freaking franchise in the world. The Chargers. Well, Justin Herbert a is a loser coach. as far as in his in his starts. He's got an under five hundred record. I don't disagree with you, but you know what? It's Brandon Staley and Anthony Lynn, who were his two head coaches previously. You look at Harbaugh, whether it's University of San Diego, Stanford, uh, Michigan, uh, the 49ers, this guy's won everywhere he's gone. Yeah, well, that kind of helps when you have film on everybody that you're playing. 
Come, come on, come on, Shaw, man. Don't 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 be sweeping that under the rug just like I, I'm not. Just I'm like a Buckeye, trust football. me. Yeah, exactly. You know all about it, man. Come on. How, how how that guy, that guy that they hired is there in a Central Michigan outfit on the sidelines. <laughs> now, how does that happen where nobody investigates Central Michigan for letting him? Somebody had to give him the attire for him to be there. I don't understand stuff like that. You can't just sweep that away on SportsX oh. Radio. I'll always bring that stuff up. I don't disagree with you. It's like Coach K, baby. I I was the one that really was adamant and exposed that as far as with the DeLon Wright, the late found the spread was was five and a half. Against Utah. Yes, and again, DeLon Wright reached around, Quinn Cook grabbed the ball, never touched him. It was only two and a half seconds, and then finally Quinn Cook's like, dude, what the game's over, and he swings his arms, creates contact. The ref goes to put his arm up. He gets it three-quarters of the way up, and then simultaneously the buzzer goes off. But Coach K freaking out, says, you called the foul. And so they go into the locker room and bring the Utah kids out. They'd already lost by five, but they bring them out. And the reason Coach K was freaking out is because the spread was five and a half. Quinn Cook, a 90-percenter, misses the first one, makes the second, and that night, $14 million exchanged hands on that free throw. Is that what it was? That's exactly what it was in Nevada. In the wow. state of Nevada. Yep. Wow. I didn't realize it was that much money. Yep. And I was on uh, with Matt Schick on ESPNU. And then when I told him, and then so Matt had me on with Andy Katz. Andy Katz was doing his show. And so I told Andy Katz, I go, well, you know, we know here in Vegas, uh, handicappers that Coach K gets calls anyway. It's just, it, it is what it is. And he goes, next thing you're going to tell me is, uh, uh, you know, some conspiracy theory because you're going to tell me, you know, this and that. And I'm like, Andy, you asked me, you know what? I get it. You know, you you know these guys. You interview them. You like them. That's your job. But doesn't mean they don't work the refs. Why are you working the ref when you won the game by five? Why are you freaking out at the scores table to make sure that these guys come back and shoot? There's only one reason. It's to cover the spread. That's what it is. They know. Listen, make no mistake about it. Mac Brown and all these guys when he was at Texas and they were up by tw- their 25 point favorites. They're trying to cover. They know the alums are betting on their team Darn to right. cover. You, what, do, what is Coach K worried about? If he genuinely worried about it, you should be just worried about a W and moving on. There you go. All right. So you don't you don't like uh, you don't think the Raiders going to be able to rebuild with keeping Adams and Crosby? No, you got to go get pieces because right now you don't have the fifty quarter- million you got though salary cap fifty million. Look, you can have a hundred million. You need a quarterback in this league, right? But you're going to get one. You're going to what are you going to do at thirteen? Why don't you get a quarterback? And they're talking going to take at thirteen. They're talking about McCarthy. What do you think? I think if you take McCarthy, you'll be drafting first overall next year. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not agreeing with him being uh, that guy. I don't think he's better than Aiden O'Connell. I agree with you. You know the problem with scouts is they're always afraid to stand on their own two feet and be like, hey, I think this guy's terrible. What about J.J. McCarthy has shown anybody this guy can make great plays? Yep. I, I can't disagree, but I think uh, I think you're looking at a potential free agent. What about real quick, because we got about a minute what about Justin Fields? If he's available, do the Raiders go get him? I think he's a perfect guy for Allegiant Stadium. I would agree with you. In a dome with that ability to run the football, now you could do some things. Because if you don't try to pigeonhole Fields into being an NFL prototypical drop-by quarterback and you say, just go play ball, you're going to win with him. Thank you. That's good stuff. Amal Shaw, will you be back with me, uh, say, in a couple of weeks? I will, sir. So we can start uh, hitting up these conference tournaments and all that good stuff? Absolutely. You're the best, man. It's great to see you. Nice to see you, KT. Adam Alshaw 1. That's the number one. Follow that man on X. He is fabulous. 
and he's got that passion like none other, man. I love it, especially when we start talking college hoops, man. <laughs> it's great right. stuff. That'll do it for us on a Throwback Thursday. Thanks to Mark Hoke, my producer. Thanks to you, the listeners, and, of course, them all for coming in here on his Thursday night. Tomorrow it is a uh, Friday fiasco, not the football, but we're going to hit a lot of other sports. Alex B. Smith, I know he'll be talking some puck and some college hoops as well. And, of course, he is a uh, big Bears fan. We'll see what he thinks about Justin Fields, and we'll do that tomorrow night. Till then, you know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving, most of all. God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas Sports 6 Radio, 101.5 FM, KDON. We stream live on that worldwide Odyssey app. Folks, I've had a great evening. Look forward to it tomorrow night. You guys be good. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. God bless. Good night, everybody.